Welcome to episode two of the Hive Mind is an Overmorphing podcast. If you listen this far, we've made it to two episodes. Woo! Uh, I'm David Gogol, <laughs> and I'm here with my uh, the usual comrades, uh, Ryan Zeed and the two mics. Everyone say what's up. Howdy. What's up, everybody? Hi, everybody. All righty. So hope everyone is uh, is doing all right. Everyone holding up okay with the uh, with the quarantine season? So far, so good. Oh yeah, making do. Good, good. Yeah, I've been good, man. Just playing, been playing Sea of Thieves a lot with my buddies on the <laughs> Xbox. Uh, oh, so. you, oh, you yeah. know what? Maybe I have Game Pass. Maybe I'll download that. Maybe I'll mess with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't get uh, too much into that because everyone's doing what they're doing. We try to be an escape from that, so we right. won't keep it. Uh, we won't keep it too downtrodden. So, but I hope everyone's doing all right. So this will be probably the most fun episode because we are talking aliens. Oh yes, popular one of the series, and a lot of our favorites, if not all of us. So this should be a good one. Um, but before we get started, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to the first uh, full episode. Got some good feedback. One of my favorite compliments was that everyone enjoyed the uh, relaxed atmosphere that we had, which is what we're going for. Keep it casual. Keep that. Craft brewery, just chilling atmosphere, um, easy to listen to. So really appreciate that, everybody, because that's that's really our goal here is to make it a little more um, easier to digest Aliens podcast. So uh, glad <laughs> yep. you guys are enjoying it. And girls. <laughs> all right, everybody. So now for the, the most fun question, the one we've all uh, answered before. Let's do it anyway. So Aliens 1986, when did we first see it or where? When and where? I guess, yeah, I'll go ahead and start. The Aliens was the first one I saw in the series. And I saw it back in, 19, I think, 1996 or 97. And I was just blown away by it. I remember when it was over, it was instantly one of my favorite movies. And to this day, it still is right up there with uh, Back to the Future. is my favorite film ever. Nice. And... Yeah. Uh, it was just, just every the characters were so memorable. The story was fantastic. Great action, uh, great drama. It just all the way through, it was just a, a a masterpiece. And I just can't say can't say enough good things about it. It was just uh, I'm still blown away when I watch it. And I'm actually glad I saw that first before the first Alien because there was a added level of mystery to it because I didn't really know the backstory 
and then going back and watching Alien afterwards, uh, I think I gained gained an even better appreciation for it, uh, watching it in that order. And it's just the the one two punch of those two movies is just I it's I don't know if it's even matched. Uh, there's a couple, I mean maybe the first two Godfathers and some other films that might might compare so like a one two combo terminator terminator 2 but uh alien and aliens are just phenomenal but aliens is still my favorite and it's just again just not none of great things i could say about it just uh a seminal film that's gonna stand the test of time and be watched 100 years from now and still loved and enjoyed so yeah yeah well said I mean, you didn't say Speed 1 and 2 in there, but that's Oh, okay. that's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Speed 2. That, that's that's my hey, number uh... three film of all time. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I guess I'll go next. It's, mine is very, uh, very similar. I saw Aliens first. Um, my memory is just so hazy, I don't even remember. Where I saw it, I'm pretty sure I saw it on um, television, bits and pieces of it, and just like you, I was blown away between the, um, and I was younger, so of course, um, the action, the Marines, I thought the pulse rifle was the coolest thing I've ever seen in any movie. Um, The aliens themselves, I was like, what the shit is this? (laughs) I've always had... um, uh, an attraction to any the horror genre and i saw those i'm like i have never seen that before ever and um it just stuck with me and it was also the first one in the series that i saw um and then that just opened up the the floodgates for just me enjoying the um the entire franchise mm. Whatever, Dave. Let's go to the next person. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One of the mics. Well, yeah, we'll edit, well, we'll well, edit that I out, guess... guys. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, probably. I go ahead, Mike. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I do have a pretty good memory of uh, first time I bumped into this movie. I, it's a strong memory. It was. Uh, I think it was the same year that Alien Three was out. So I think that was, what was it, 92 or something like, 92, 91, somewhere in there. And, uh, like, I remember, I think it had just hit video cassette, And so, like, the Alien movies were kind of, you know, getting pushed up into a section where it was like, you know, the other two movies were for rent, too. And I think it was like I never, I think I couldn't get my hands on the first one. So I got the second tape and the third tape, and I I grabbed all kinds of tapes out of the video store to watch. So, you know, whatever. Didn't know what the covers were about as a nine-year-old kid grabbing these, and it's just like snatch these up, watch them, and just whoa, <laughs> it was something else, man, to bump into that. Like you know, like you you know, like you know what Ryan was just saying there, like you know earlier. So a movie like Back to the Future was what I typically ran into in terms of movies in the video store, and you know, standard adventure fare. This thing was just like this horror movie and it's got this action mixed into it. And the way that Cameron presents it, you know, it's got this building tension. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's got all kinds of iconic shots. Like there are just things you see in that movie you don't forget seeing. Uh, the way that the Marines are walking through the darkness, those headlamps lighting up stuff, you know, like don't touch nothing, you know, like this hive set, you know. 
they look at Ripley, they go, you know, like, well, what do you think? You know, uh, I never seen nothing like this before, you know, like this hive is something else. You know, Cameron's built the next level of the franchise with this creepy, you know, you know, you go into this hive complex and whatever the movie builds up after that initial ambush. And eventually you get to this last section of the movie where she goes in there to save the kid and she's going in there to save Newt and, like I'm hang every time I watch that movie I'm locked in. Mm-hmm. Like I'm locked in. Like people come into the room and I'm watching from when she's like, you know, she's alive, Bishop, and he she goes in there and like somebody comes in the room and bugs me I'm watching it. I, I get a little huffy. Like I'm like, get out of here. I'm on my roller coaster. I'm enjoying this. I'm going on an exciting ride and, and like it's it's just total you know, it's you're just right in it and mm-hmm. it's tense and you're feeling it. Right up until she gets, you know, into the dropship with the girl. And the girl's just like, I knew you'd come. And then you get this false security built into that little section there where they get off the ship. And you're like, oh, it's all good. It's all good. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, you're just like, you don't expect nothing. Like, not bad for a human. And all of a sudden, he's chopped in half, sitting on different sides of this room. And <laughs> the the biggest, baddest alien of all comes crawling out of this dropship. Like, <laughs> it was something else. Like... <laughs> And I never forgot that movie. And to this day, like, I just can't help but let a rousing fucking yelp out whenever she's just like, get away from her, you bitch. And it's just, it's a a nitro line from a great hero. You can't help but love it. I mean, Aliens is off the shelf. I got the movie on pause right now, right after the high ambush. (laughs) I was watching it before this to get into it. And you can never fail to not get into that movie. Mm-hmm. That's my take on it right there, you know. Great That's science nice. fiction action movie, you know. Something else, man. Like Starship Troopers, you know, it's got aliens, it's got guns, but I mean Cameron did something that's terse and it's got a real texture to it mm-hmm. that makes it great. It's a great movie. Absolutely. And it's got the same kind of thing, like it's a got a solid texture like the first one, but a different kind of paintbrush. It's an action movie, so you're kind of driven more by the action, which is kind of leads to more, you know, shock terror. You know, they're shooting the gun off and then an alien jumps in from behind and you're like, oh, man. And it still gets you. Right. But I mean, still, you know, it, it gets you the same way, you know, that ooga booga. But at least you got something to shoot back with now. So it's a little more rousing. You got that rally cheer moments in the mm-hmm. movie where you're like, oh, they're getting them. They're getting them. And then they're not getting them because, you know, it's never that easy. <laughs> It's war, like the tagline. <laughs> so, uh, so not a fan of the movie, huh? Not at all. <laughs> no, no, no. I've never seen it before in my life, man. Never, ever. You know. No, definitely. I mean, uh, I think Cameron's got a knack for sequels because T two is landmark in a similar fashion. I mean, mm-hmm. the first one's really good, but the second one, it's like, wow, holy shit. <laughs> right. Definitely yeah. got some kick there. He knows how to make a follow-up movie will look pretty darn good. With those two, he did a good job. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, hats off to Cameron. You know, forty miles of rough road, like he says in the beginning of that special edition. I think there. I think he's got a little comment he drops. Says a friend told him that once or something. Yeah, like perfect descriptor because the movie really runs you in a fucking great adventure where like you're right in there with her by the end of it. Like it's good world building. Oh, yeah. Can't help but compliment it highly. I mean, we knew this one was going to be our shining episode. (laughs) All right. Other mic? 
Yeah, I think it's funny. Like I would have to say, if you if you took a, a poll of you know the the millions of of fans of this of this you know of aliens in this franchise, I think you'd easily find probably seventy five percent of those people watch this one first and then saw yeah. the first mm-hmm. one. Like I mean, that's that's how I am. Like yeah, it's, it's funny to hear all of us talk because it's exactly how I was. I I I'm pretty much the same way. Like I can remember exactly. I was at my grandparents' house. Um, this would have been uh, early 90s maybe. And we were at my grandparents' house. And, of course, they had one of those televisions that got like six channels. Um, and it just happened to be one of the channels was, I think, Fox. Um, and they were playing um, they were playing Aliens. And we just caught it in the beginning. And my dad was kind of like, hey, you know, sit down. Let's watch this. You're going to really enjoy this. And, um, you know, the same way I, I kind of I sat back and I just like, you know, like a little kid with my my eyes just as wide as possible. Like I couldn't believe it. It was like the best of all the genres kind of combined. I mean, you had, you know, the, of course, sci fi. Of course, you had the horror, you know, like Dave, I, I'm a big I'm a big fan of like creature features. I, I like oh, that yeah. kind of uh, of a. Uh, this is why it's because of aliens. <laughs> yeah. It, and, it, you know, it had that and it started that you know, whole just, subgenre. Yeah, it, it was great. Then, I mean. It started everything, and and you know, I mean, I am, you know, we're here doing what we are now, you know, because of that. But it was just, mm-hmm. you know, I I was very fortunate to be, you know, a child of the '80s, and you know, got to see some incredible movies, you know, the Terminator movies, Predator, Aliens, yeah, um, you know, all all the 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 you know, RoboCop, all the the stuff that was just Piranha you know, as a kid, you like look at it, and and you don't, you don't. <laughs> I, I, as that age, you know, for you, you're not like, you know, oh, the the look how bad these graphics look. Like you're like, holy crap, look at this robot walking across the screen. You know, what I mean, it's 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 yeah. when you were at the age where you were still impressionable and you you still looked at things in wonder. Like you didn't you didn't tweak things. You didn't, you know, complain or pick out the little oh hey look this guy put the soda can down on the wrong table. You know, you looked <laughs> at it from the from the view of a kid. Like you know, you were I was in Hadley's Hope. I mean, here I am with these guys trying to get from point A to point B, and I you feel like you're with them the entire time, as as in you're one of the crew walking along with them, um, you know. And and um, I another thing too is I am a huge, huge um, Sigourney Weaver fan, mm. and you know oh, yeah. that movie started me off. I mean, then you know I had that, and then of course the Ghostbusters movies that she was in, and you know, and of course mm-hmm. Alien, and and just it started me off in this huge thing where she at, at that time she was like you know she was the 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 badass the the mega female you know it kind of pushed her into that stardom um but yeah like i said i you know i've told people many times i i was brought to this franchise by my my dad like he basically said i've seen this what are you going to think how would you like this and i can remember seeing the movie and a couple years later i think it was um they actually brought out a comic book um, they brought out Newt's Tale, um, which was the like the comic adaptation of what Newt goes through previous to the Colonial Marines getting there, and then it pretty much follows the movie the rest of the way through. Mm. Um, and I can remember finding that in a store somewhere, finding both copies of it, and I I literally read that comic so much that I like it. <laughs> the the cover and the the backing of it just came off. Like I think I have three copies of that <laughs> of that series now. <laughs> Because it just it started off as something I was so involved in that I couldn't I just couldn't stop and then 
you know, just all went from there, comic books. And I thought, look at yeah. this, this is an awesome franchise. Well, How can I get my hands on more? So we'll get yeah, those that was, comic books definitely in the future. Those uh, are uh, the big thing for you and I, Mike. So yeah. uh, we'll be talking about those. Love me some alien but, uh, comics. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I mean, can, basically, you can that's, definitely that's my, relate. Uh, I think yeah. I got, I had like a, I think it was like an alien magazine out of Britain or something. And they had, it was like collections of comics and they had the Newt's Tale series in there. You know, I agree with Mikhail. Definitely. It was neat. It gave an extra dimension to the movie. It's like River of Pain, I guess. I haven't read that, but I hear it's like Newt's Tale. Same thing. Adds yeah, a little more to the story, I guess. Oh, yeah, definitely was... though, like that was definitely cool. Mm-hmm. What I think, what I like about um, Aliens is that it's how it it paces itself. It has this reputation where it's, oh, it's just action movie. It's action all the time. It's not, though. Like, the no. first, the beginning, it starts very slow. Mm-hmm. The beginning of it is very Alien, almost Ridley Scott-esque, the way it has the slow burn and the way you introduce everything. I mean, I don't think you see the creatures till what, an hour in? Yeah, right? exactly. Give or mm-hmm. take. And even the, the way movie. he shoots the narcissist, it looks like the way Scott shot the narcissist. Yeah. He sets yeah. that up like mm-hmm. that. It looks like that yeah. on purpose, right? It's Yeah, pro- yeah, absolutely. It's a good way to, you know, he um, gives credit and acknowledges what Ridley did. Yeah. And there's, it's not like this. It's this dumb action movie. It spends an hour character building. Mm-hmm world building completely um, special edition showing... the daughter the daughter special edition yeah. love that mm-hmm. love that love that well, we'll just got i'll go to that later but with special edition yeah. versus theatrical. i kind for of sure. prefer yeah theatrical because i think the special kind of foreshadows a little too much mm-hmm. i like some of the the scenes especially i could never go wrong with more uh highly so but when i re-watch it i usually just watch the theatrical now mm. for me i think it's more Fair enough. Compact, and yep. um, so I like some of the additional lines that like Hudson and um, Hudson has what, special mm-hmm. edition. But um, Pace, pacing is the thing people put in there about that, and that's true. Yeah, it, it's people, tighter yeah. movie. Because people think just, I guess just the because everyone loves a marine. Everyone just has programmed the head off. Just I don't know. It spends an hour getting into everything, and then once it gets oh, yeah. going, it's just this set piece. Really, mm-hmm. set piece, set piece, and it's just—it's like a roller coaster. It's a legit, you know, it's a cliche now, but <laughs> I mean, it really did a good job of pacing everything mm-hmm. and setting up all these. I mean, of all the the alien movies, the one people know the characters from is this one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm off the top of their head, or you know, Vasquez. Down to the dropship pilots, man. Even yeah, you know, like everybody. You remember everybody. Yeah get up here you know like you know you know who she's talking to right you know <laughs> and, and it's well it's well written and what i like what cameron did too is he said you know what i i can't talk what really good did i'm gonna fucking do something different mm-hmm. yeah right i'm gonna do it i'm gonna go to my shrinks what i think <laughs> this franchise could use and you just roll with it mm-hmm. and it's you know it's still you know the the benchmark for sequels yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the lot of sequels they go, get it wrong. Yeah, you know what this did? What Alien? Alien. Yeah. Because yeah, a lot yeah. of sequels, they. I think it's. I think. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Sorry. I was just gonna say, yeah, that's right. Because a lot of sequels, they 
try to up the ante with action. They try to throw more action in there because, hey, aliens did it well, but they don't get the... They don't get why aliens did it well, and they it's like the transformers movies each one's got these more elaborate you know action sequences and more cgi and all this and they think that's what the sequel needs is more of uh just a more of the what made the first movie good or you know or add add all this other stuff that's not really necessary but they just uh a lot of them just don't get it right the way cameron did you know he he decided, because uh, he still had so much character development and so many really good, quiet, dramatic scenes and also some mystery. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. paid homage to Ridley, but also, like Dave said, when he wanted to do something different, he wanted to make a, a film that was analogous to the Vietnam War and sending soldiers into an area that they're with all this amazing firepower, but they combat film, right? Man. Yeah. Yep. But it was this yep. very alien environment that they didn't know about. Correct, and yeah. they got, uh, they weren't prepared for what, what they ran into. So, yeah, yeah. it's, I think it's, it just... I think it's funny. Like, can you, can you imagine like just looking at this movie? So this movie came out in 1986 so if you go through and you look at the design and the like the the effects like the visual of this movie and you take some of the stuff that was also out at that time sci-fi movie wise and and just in general like he was Cameron was so and I know it's not just him I mean you have you know you had your visual effects people and you had your design crews and stuff like that but yeah, like that the movie, mm-hmm. yeah it it stands so like the APC like that could be a vehicle today mm-hmm. that could be a vehicle in the future like it's yeah, a, a it's an actual it's just amazing like a movie that and and the the effects were so beyond oh, like yeah. the computers the, the oh it was just amazing it's, it, it's, it's, it holds up mm-hmm. yeah it's it's still, up. it it absolutely does For like sure. i mean because like i was just watching it and like guys the okay so the the colony set that and the exteriors it's all backlot right and they're just pouring rain from like overhead taps or whatever, it right? Like sprinklers, sprinkler systems. And he's obscured the background with smoke and he's used like obstructions of like the objects, like, you know, the same stuff from the first movie. And he's broken up the lines in the background that you don't know you're on a back lot. You think you're on an alien planet. You think it's raining. She's standing there and they're like, are you going to come inside? And, and you think that's outside on a planet, man. It, it's right. so well yeah. realized. Yeah. So well realized. That's like even when the, when the uh, the dropship, the, the original one comes down and they're coming down and they're actually – she's starting yeah. to look down and she can see Hadley's Hope. And Ace. like you have the – you have the uh, – like the uh, the bobcats – out and you have like all this stuff that's like hanging from the buildings and it's blowing in the wind and the the rain's coming through it and those are yeah. like miniatures and yeah. you can still watch it today and it's just it it's, it's just it, it stands Ooh. up to the test of time mm-hmm. yeah yeah it doesn't, they're not the effects they don't look out of date especially mm-hmm. if you you watch it on a <clears throat> watch it in HD <clears throat> even like I just have yeah. it streaming in the, the the background it looks it doesn't look out of date at all everything is no. so well made mm-hmm. yeah all in camera so well done mm-hmm. you know yeah. can't, can't praise mm-hmm. it enough what's Lots funny is, is as him as as a 
as like a director too, it, which is it's amazing with his films, like that somebody can one up what they did before. You know, because yeah. like you had Terminator, which was just I mean, still it's probably one of my top ten movies. It's just a great Landmark. movie. It was mm-hmm. and then you yeah. had then you had Terminator two and it was like holy wow. crap. <laughs> you know, it's just it was amazing. It's just that he was able, you know, to do some of that stuff. But he his movies are always just they're always gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it, I mean, to see a, you know, as a kid and, and you see some of that, the sets and, you know, the APC, like one of my favorite scenes is as when they're rolling through with the APC, she crashes into the, Ripley crashes into the hive and they all get in. And then the, the alien sticks its hands in between the doors and slowly pulls the doors open. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's, God, that's yeah. just such an awesome scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the shotgun. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, it's coming, but you're still like, like shut the door, shut the door, and you know it's still coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Speaking of favorite scenes, I know you guys have heard me rant about it before, but the whole hive ambush, hive sequence—I don't think there's an action scene I've watched more times. Yeah, I just watched it. That. And it it's so it's... good. The finest line, <laughs> you know, man. Our the finest game. line. That's some good stuff mm-hmm. right there. I, I mean, that blew my mind. Just it's. You have the suspense of them coming into the hive. They seen yeah. the face like the first time, like, holy shit, I probably should have read Ripley's report. <laughs> and then and the, the music, um, you know, then finding the, the colonists with the, um, the, the chest burster in it. And then also then, then it just snaps with the, the motion trackers, mm-hmm. which were another game changer. I mean, Movement. fucking movie aliens is the is the premise for every first person shooter you play. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, the, the weapons, the, uh, the the dialogue. Um, yeah. uh, it's every it's first person shooter. This was the you know yeah the shotgun machine gun. Am I right? Every game has a pulse rifle. Yeah. yeah. Dead yeah, space, dead space right wouldn't exist. Dead <laughs> yeah. space wouldn't exist without this. Yeah. You know, like I mean, the, the the banter in um, Halo is this. I mean, God, how oh, many movies should sure. copy the fucking Marines banter? How many? <laughs> I mean, Josh Whedon's been trying to copy that his whole career. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just it's so natural. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's his name? Uh, a pawn was an actual uh, sergeant or general, right? Yeah, Al Matthews That's was like actually a serviceman. Yeah, Al, Al Matthews. Hey. Yeah, I think he had a, hey. no, he had a, he had a pretty distinguished record before he ended up in movies mm-hmm. as a consultant. But he's he was similar to that Dale Dial guy you see in a lot of military films. Same thing, you know, just. This guy's a solid guy. You get him to play yeah. a soldier because, you know, Matthews even pops up in the fifth element and he's playing one of those admirals or something. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. it's because, you know, just he's a natural fit as a soldier in a sci fi movie. So mm-hmm. the element People... has a pone and ash. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's funny Small too. Like worlds. a lot of people say, like I know I've heard people say it before, like it, it's it's hard to get attached or fall into a movie if the people in the movie do not seem real. But like this movie, yeah. that whole group of of Marines, like you could tell, like they were they were so much like family. It it was yeah. It was kind of I mean that, that's what makes the movie because they you know you could believe that hey these were a bunch of uh, guys that. You know, spend all their time together. You know, they jab at each other. They joke with each other. You know, people would get ticked off. You know, just yeah. they. It seemed like 
they were real. Like they weren't just actors reading scripts. Like they, they really followed through it. And it, I think that was what makes it too. Cause you can believe that like, you can really get behind them as characters because you're like, you know, Oh, this is a, you know, I don't want anybody to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, know, you, you want them to stay through. Jeanette Goldstein at that one part there where I think it's uh Mark Rolston, uh, the Drake actor, he gets the acid, right? So he's done for. And she's just like, no, Drake. And she just yeah. throws this big old fit about it and stuff. Yep. And you believe that, like, that's like her bro in the unit. Mm. And she's pissed that he's dead now. And, you know, and then you got Hicks and he's like, no, he's gone. I know we liked him, but, yeah. you know, he's dead now. You know, let's get out of here. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like the realistic bond, you know, like they got that. Yeah, that's from, that's built from up. the great character building dialogue done early like even frost who has a kind of a minimal um you know impact everyone remembers him because mm-hmm. yeah, sure. you know the couple lines the way he's portrayed and the dialogue um it's, it's like i hate this job i love yeah. that you know you remember him rico mm-hmm. ross did a good job lots mm-hmm. of character for a few lines man yeah it's pretty good the banter it's not it's not forced one-liners. No, no. We'll get to that. We'll get to that one. That's the fourth movie. That's a can of one-liners. Uh, that one. We'll <laughs> get there. We'll get I always there. Thought, no, I always thought it was funny too. No, if you TJ think about Miller it. In that. <laughs> yeah, in underwater, no doubt. Eh? It's just like uh, you listen to the man talk, and you're just like, oh yeah, Mister One-Liner. Please kill him yeah. off. Yeah. My thing is like it, it was cool too. Like my two favorite characters, besides of course Ripley, were was like Hicks and Hudson. It was always funny. Like I always yeah. thought like yeah. Hicks Hicks was me, and Hudson was always that one friend that you have. You know the guy <laughs> that's that's the real. He thinks he's a badass, and he walks around. He struts his stuff. You know he's the high school quarterback, the guy that like everybody likes this guy because he's amazing. And then all of a sudden he's got the like the quick wit, and in the moment the shit hits the fan, all of a sudden he's like. Like he just falls apart, and it, it's so funny because like I, I I know guys growing up that I was that you know that were my were buddies of mine and they were like the the guy that would walk through the school and they'd be making fun of someone everybody would joke and laugh and they'd be real cocky and then you get in a situation and all of a sudden like they would just fall apart, and it's yeah. just like it's it's the perfect like they there's a character in that movie that's like a person that you could relate to like there's there's a stereotypical person for each one of those. You know, like we said before, you know, Ripley, for everything she's ever been in, she's like the mother figure. You know, she holds the crew together. You know, she brings everybody up onto speed. You know, I don't care. I don't I don't want to hear your shit. You know, get in line with me or or that's it. You know, and then you, you got, you know, Hicks, who's kind of the silent guy that that is everybody's friend that sort of just goes about his thing. And, you know, he cares about, but he doesn't really show it. And of course, Hudson's the, you know, the, the stereotypical, you know, funny guy jock that everybody in their world knows and then of course you have like you know even like gorman you know he's like the one of the 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 smaller parts but like you can find someone from every one of those people which is probably yep. why everybody relates so easy to it because yep. i can see one of these characters and i can go oh i remember somebody who was exactly like that you know it's i don't know for, <laughs> I, for me that was like the best one of the best things about that that movie is just the fact it was so relatable well, even people Absolutely. like Burke, even people like Burke on her texture, <laughs> corporate slime yeah. ball. I yeah. mean, we, yeah. we know people like this in the real world, man. Like there are corporate slime balls. It fits, mm-hmm. you know, it's a real world analog. I like yeah. it. Yeah. It's 
got a lot to I'm, it that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you could even parallel uh, Hudson and Lambert for the similar type of yeah, character exactly. you can play to. The meltdown uh-huh. man, mm-hmm. you know, yep. the freakout character. Yeah, What's, I can't um, handle this. The thing about Hudson was actually a friend of mine, uh, Keith, pointed out. What's up, Keith? We'll appreciate the shout out. As I remember watching Aliens one day, and he was like, "The thing about Hudson is he's freaking out, but if you give him something to do, he focuses." Like when yeah. Hicks told him to, you know, secure the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when he gave him a job, he, you know, it, it stopped him from freaking out. He just had to yep. give him direction. Right. Hicks and Rip, Hicks and Ripley both rally him a few times there. They give yeah. him some words, yeah. and as soon as he's got some leadership locked onto him, he does better. You know, he's he does yeah. rally. He does good in the end. Actually, if you pay attention closely during the Med Bay fight. Hicks works pretty hard to try and save him, mm-hmm. but yeah. it, it, it just yeah, becomes yeah. pointless because the aliens wrapped around him completely yeah. at that stage. And they basically, I think it's like, uh, I think, you know, it's, what is it? I think it's, yeah. Vasquez tells him like, you got to let him go. You know, same as the way he told her with Drake, right? Yep. Let's go, yeah. man. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I mean, you know, they try to save him because he's doing a good job. I mean, he must have took out a couple dozen of them with that gun. He was going off like a maniac, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. finally, <laughs> finally finding his blood rage. You know, yeah. I'm going to kill some of these <laughs> bastards. That's <laughs> pretty good. Definitely. We had a lot of texture. I mean, he, he got his nerve, you know, and mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. people do find <laughs> where Lambert doesn't get a redemption like that. Basically, no. she gets in the line of fire, you know, get out of the way, you know, like and then. Game over black guy after that one. Ouch. <laughs> he tries to jump it, and I mean, you give him credit, but I mean, no, Parker, that's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no no bonus situation for you, dear yeah. sir. No, 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 indeed. <laughs> and of course, uh, we uh, can't go without talking about the obvious Ripley's transformation from Survivor to the pinnacle of Heroes. Of heroin. Even even now, when there's any sort of female hero, it's well, she's no Ripley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's well written, it's organic. Um, the great mother thing with her and Newt, and then even at the end with uh, the face off the end with the other mother, uh, the queen mother, mm-hmm. is. Um, it's just so well done. It's so believable. It's it's someone to rally behind. It's Oscar uh, worthy, and that's why it, she got nominated. Is. That's I why mean, she got nominated, right? I mean, geez. just about one, they say. She just about won that year. Yeah, I mean, absolutely that, for good darn reason. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, she she is she is the heart of that movie. Yeah. The movie moves around her. The Marines are fun, but she's the, where the movie yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's she helps all the other pieces move around. I mean, hell, the exactly. Marines rally around her by the yeah, time exactly. it's all said and done. <laughs> I mean. Who's taping together like the rifle and the flamethrower yeah. again? I'm going in there. I'm gonna shoot them all personally. Like, <laughs> I love this girl. <laughs> great scenes with um, you know, her and uh, um, Hicks when Hicks is when Hicks is teaching her. I use that line all the time. Anytime I'm learning something or trying to learn something new at uh, uh, my workplace. And then they'll be like, you want to go with this? And I'll go, show me everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> Come on. You started you this. Start this. <laughs> yeah. Come on, show me more. Um, 
you know, and especially the scene with her in the the the, um, the elevator when she's arming up. Mm. I mean, you can't beat it. It's oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, like in these movies, you when it's done right, female heroes are no one blinks, right. no one. Yeah. This, of course, Sarah Connor. Um, you know, horror. I mean, the genre horror alone has been known for the Final Girls. Um, yeah, you know, in Nightmare on Elm Street, the Friday the 13th movie is it's when it's done right, and it's it gives you someone to you know maybe you know maybe I won't root for the bad guy this time. <laughs> <laughs> she, I, I, I still one of my favorite scenes with her in uh, in Aliens is when she the the face hugger scene uh, when her uh, Newt are sleeping, mm. um, and Burke puts the uh, the uh, face huggers in there. That whole scene is such a great scene because like it tells you, you know, first of all, she comes in and she kind of lays down next to, to nude and sort of that mother thing and kind of, you know, lays next to her and sort of comforts her and they fall asleep together. And then as soon as everything happens in there, like immediately she takes nude, she puts nude behind her. Um, you know, just that, that scene is, is a, I think a very uh, underappreciated scene. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I would I'm, totally best... weigh in on that. Oh, when, when I would hits. say even the even the dialogue build up to that where they talk to each other. There's a lot of character build yeah. in that. Yep. It's great. Yep. Especially yep. the special edition dialogue where you get extra lines added yeah. in that sequence. Yeah. It's pretty darn good. I agree with you, Mikhail, totally. And then to switch into like a action scene right off of that was a great hit. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's really Maybe. cool how and that seems to show a good job of how, um, you know, deadly the, the, the facehuggers are. I know me and uh, Pittsburgh Mike are big, big creature guys. And just what Cameron did with the, the aliens in this is incredible. I mean, the hive, which the whole idea of the hive, which for some reason hasn't really been done since, which I don't understand, <laughs> is terrifying with, you know... Uh, putting the victims up there, he introduced the queen, um, the idea of a hierarchy in there um, is great. I mean, yeah, like, you see that I, in games, but you never really see it in the movies ever no, again. Yeah, right? and you, I mean, how, and how you do, know what's funny? More I think, hives, please. <laughs> yeah, I think just about if if you would read just about any um, aliens comic, I think just about every single one of them has some either a hive or has some type of a uh, setup like that because it was just, it's such an integral part. Like you, you can't understand that, that see, I think which was one of the coolest things that he did, like he made them like ants. I mean, basically that's exactly what they are. You know, they go, they bring everything back to the queen, the whole nine yards, but he took, he was one of the, his movie was one of the first ones, which is one of the thing I really appreciate about the alien, the species in general. I always loved the thought of, um, the different types, you know, your warriors and your the drones and stuff like that. And I always like the fact that the aliens themselves, especially the the comics or the instances where they took on their the appearances of the host. Like I always thought that was yeah. such a cool thing. Like it was, it, it, yeah, it just it's just amazing. Like that was such a cool thing, and it was just not thought of. I mean, Ridley set up with alien just something that blew your mind away and then he didn't reinvent it so much as he just tweaked it you know okay yeah. so here we, we know Expanded. what's going on here yeah yep and it's he, he just kind of you know it. It, was <laughs> it was amazing it was amazing 
Well, definitely. I mean, it just it, it grew the mythos like, you know, I mean, like it, it created a dark horse line of comics. I mean, let's just let's just be honest here. It was called Aliens, the series that Dark Horse yeah. ran. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. the fact that this came out of this movie solely, that's a pretty big thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, I'm not even big into the Dark Horse line of comics. I have read the odd ones here and there, <clears throat> but I'm familiar with the line. And it, it was so popular. Delray even turned a couple of those comic lines into novels. Mm-hmm. They commissioned authors to say, okay, we'll take these comics, which were really popular, and turn them into a novel line now. Because there's like a genocide novel, I think, and I read that. And then I found out after the fact that it was actually a comic series before it was even a novel. So, <laughs> I mean, this stuff just spun off all kinds of media. Like, And it's just yeah. – we're talking aliens, not <clears> – <throat> any other name in the brand like that one with the you know with the slit eye that has the bright light that comes out of it <laughs> this was it created its own branding for a while there like yeah, aliens aliens versus predator games like not alien versus predator games <laughs> like this thing created its own little stamp like a trademark stamp basically that got it, shopped it everywhere in, <laughs> yeah it turned it into um a name brand yeah exactly mm-hmm. like, like alien huge. of course was well it's received. Yeah. It, everyone loved it. It scared the shit out of people in the theater. Mm-hmm. It was critical, commercial, su- tremendous success. Mm-hmm. I almost felt like doing the Borat voice there. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, and then this came out, and it took it from a new franchise and uh, you know, up and coming and popular to a fucking household name. You know, spoofed yeah. in Spaceballs, mm-hmm. Mad Magazine. Well, um, everywhere, getting played everywhere, everywhere. on TV, right? Fucking, you know, like TV um, movie all the time. Lunchboxes. It's video games, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what turned it into a worldwide brand. And, you know, it's this is the film that everyone, this is the one that everyone knows, everyone quotes. Um, it's this impact. I mean, this. if you think about it, Alien with two movies, it changed the sci-fi genre game twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in different ways. Yeah, Twice, definitely. Completely ways. Added different dimensions to like science <laughs> yeah. fiction as a genre. Yeah. Like that's a big thing. These two movies Incredible. were big landmarks, man. <laughs> definitely. Sci-fi I landmarks. I can still remember um, in the back cover of, and I'm going to date myself on this Nintendo Power magazine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can still remember when the arcade game came I out for Aliens. And I was I was so disappointed because if you ever saw like the original cover for when the arcade game was coming out, it was like this long blonde haired girl, and it was it was so bad. And like <laughs> then I played the game in the arcade, and I was so disappointed. I was so disappointed. I'm like, oh look, I can play this, and I'm like, who are these characters? But yeah. it was just the fact that hey, it was aliens. I I had to get my hands mm-hmm. on. I needed to get. I needed to try this out, see what it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it it was it was a game changer. No. Like I said, I mean, it's, um, I mean, of course, you have the, the toy lines, um, the comic books. It just completely took it. Well, yeah, I got that. I got, I got my Kenner, like, I got my Kenner Scorpion, and, like, it is quite literally, <laughs> he's quite literally the warrior from Aliens. Like, he's got an exploding button on his back or something. But, I mean, I look at it, and I'm just like, 
this thing's way too cool. Like, I mean, I, I, I think I ended up tripping over it at a garage sale a couple of years ago <laughs> for a buck. And I mean, it's the kind of thing some people would kill for because it's, it's an original Kenner and he does still have his face hugger too. Like his little rub, <laughs> little rubber ice cream. And it was so, it's so weird for a garage, garage yeah. sale. For a garage sale item, no hesitation. For a garage sale item, it was pretty weird that he had it with him, though. I was surprised, but I mean, whoever it was obviously had respect for that action figure. Like they're like, "Okay, this little piece should stick with it," because you know it came with it, and you know, so whoever like you know whoever owned it liked it. I mean, you know, because action figures. I was such a um pure fan like i first started really getting these movies this was before even internet i was just so hardcore into it like when i saw the kinder figures i'm like oh, these are nothing like the movie i'm not buying these fucking things <laughs> years later i wish I, I wish i bought those fucking things <laughs> the flying I had a... oh, that was something else yeah <laughs> so there's a there's a um i mean there's we all know on Facebook, there's the alien community and, and group pages and stuff are just, you know, uh, everywhere. And uh, so there, there happened, there was one, it's, it's an aliens collectible site. Um, and it's just, it's like people buying and selling, you know, like, like exactly like that toys and the whole nine yards. So uh, about three or four months ago, I'm on this site on Facebook and I happened to see this, this thing pop up and it's a lady and she's selling this whole collection off. Of, I think, Dave ended up buying some stuff from oh, her too. That's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this lady. So here I, I come to find out that this. Yeah, I come to find out she's like 20 minutes away from me. So oh. I'm like, okay, she's got this whole you know thing, and she's like, hey, if you want to buy anything, let me know. And you know, she sent me pictures upon pictures upon pictures of, of stuff she was selling. You know, it was just one of those things she was getting out of the the you know getting out of the aliens thing, and and she wanted to get rid of them and make a little money because she was you know getting up there in years. So I, I messaged Dave and I said, hey, listen, here's this lady's, you know, she's got a bunch of stuff you'll probably be into. She, I ended up going and I think for, I think I paid a hundred bucks. I got two, um, I would say probably four foot by, I don't know, four foot by four foot boxes. She sold me, I got every single one of the Kenner line toys. Um, she had them in two boxes, never played with them, just had them put away. I guess her kids had them or something. And I, I said, so funny, I got them, I get them in the house, I open them up and everything, and my daughter's up here with me, and she's like, Dad, what's in the boxes? I'm like, oh, you're never going to believe this, you got to see this stuff. So I start going through it, and I'm looking, I'm looking at them all like this, and she's like, Dad, these are toys. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> you know these, are, these are action figures, they're not Hold toys. on there, so, Missy. <laughs> yeah, but she had everything. I, I mean, it was, you know, I got, you know, the drop ship and the power loader, but... Like there was, she had it was just incredible. But yeah, I think Dave Dave got some stuff, but it was just I couldn't believe. Like I yeah, got I an got original aliens, of, I got a bunch of a really original aliens poster. Oh, it was be- oh, amazing, just amazing. But it was just so coincidental yeah, got, that got, this lady was twenty minutes away. Yep, it was awesome. But yeah, I, I have them all. They're all still packed away, and they won't see the light of day for a while. <laughs> oh, yeah, but there's that toy line what? was incredible. Oh, for sure. Oh, that, yeah. that scorpion was cool, man. I like that. <laughs> like, this is the warrior. He's just got, got, got like, bronze hue on him. That's it. What He's I want to much... Clara was showing off her NECA upgraded Mantis alien, the Kenner one. It's cool as shit. It's, like, translucent. 
And oh, like the steroid. snake one. Or no, the, the mantis, she the, said, right? The yeah. mantis. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I need that. I mean, I don't <laughs> need it, but I need it. Yeah. <laughs> well, when they, when they did the uh, the re-release of all the Aliens uh, Kenner toys, I actually, the first one I went out and bought was Ripley. Because um, I have the small, I have the little one, and then they released the big one. And then, of course, that just started a downhill from there because then I had to get my hands on the next one and the next <laughs> one. And it's so funny because you can go to the stores and there's the always like that one. There's always the one on the shelf that nobody wants. Um, <laughs> like you could just find all of them in. And, you know, unfortunately, it's usually a pwn. <laughs> it's, just, it's like it was just awesome because like his character was awesome. I think his character had like metal arms. Oh, yeah, it, was, yeah, yeah. it was just such a cool figure. They like, wanted to it make it into wanted... a cartoon. Can you believe yeah. that? It was like the yep. RoboCop cartoon. What the? <laughs> like RoboCop, the cartoon? I never got it. RoboCop and Aliens is cartoons? <laughs> no. People die violently in both of these. <laughs> can't get any more 80s than that. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Yep. Making everything Pro- a fucking cartoon. <laughs> Products placement this. Yep. You know, like, yep. <laughs> well, what's funny is like in the in the format of the, the video games, um, I know like the black sheep everybody talks about is always Aliens Colonial Marines. Um, and, and what's funny is I wanted that game. I mean, there was a, don't get me wrong. That game was flawed from the, from the get go, but I wanted that game. (laughs) Hey, I'm going to say I bought that game and the statue was the only thing worth getting. Yeah. It was great. I I got it specifically just for the fact I wanted to be able to go to Hadley's Hope. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to, which was my number one selling point. I mean, like we said, the game. You know, at a collector show. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, I got that, too. Yep. Same, same, same depressing box of sadness. <laughs> <laughs> Looks so good in the trailers. Too bad that's no. not what Gearbox delivered us. Yeah. I got this um, movie-accurate Aliens electronic Hover tread at Comic Con this past year. <laughs> nice. nice hover tread. I remember that hover tread very clearly in one scene. Master deleted that scene though. I guess. <laughs> My favorite is the uh, is the ship, the drop ship that Apon can fit into, and it's got like the plastic bubble on the back, so you can capture the queen. Uh, that <laughs> nice. one. Yeah. yeah. Ironically, yep. she does climb into the back of the dropship somehow. Yeah. Mass, mass displacement like Transformers or something, but it works. It works. <laughs> I just kind of, uh, I guess, kind of get back, get back on track here a little bit. What, other than Ripley, of course, who is your favorite character from Aliens? Mine is Bishop, definitely. I don't know why I always have a, good to have an affinity for the androids because Ash is my favorite character in the first one, <laughs> even though he's very malevolent and turns out to be evil. But Bishop, uh, Bishop just has this kind of this like childlike quality to him, where like, you could tell he's uh, Cameron wrote him so well. He's like you can tell he's kind of this neutered version of like the previous. <laughs> Uh, previous model <laughs> droids and he just seems so kind of aloof and like you know uh, the part where Ripley's like you never told me to be an android on board and you know and uh, and then Burke says something about the 128-2's uh, you know the model the previous model that went crazy the Ash model was a 128-2 and Burke, Bishop's just like 
I'm shocked, you know, and he's just, you know, but it's so. Yeah, always were a little twitchy. There's, yeah, there's no emotion yeah. <laughs> behind it. You can tell he just seems off, and and there's always these and, little hints like throughout the movie that you're you think like, oh, he might he might mess up because he's you know looking at the the face hugger, analyzing it, and he's and the guy says, hey, yeah. that's a nice pet you got. Good job planting like, the seeds. You know. <laughs> beautiful isn't it and you know he just uh seems like oh no this guy could could turn and um and go crazy Henriksen's yeah. really ambivalent isn't yeah. he yeah he does a good job yeah he's great but he ends up being a hero you bad. know and he's uh yeah he's someone you could trust and care about and uh you know he yeah he's just uh amazing i, I don't think anyone else could play that better than lance henrickson no. right and uh right. and it just became iconic you know and um it was just a really, really fantastic role, and I just, yeah, it's it's one it's one of the characters that always stands out to me, and uh, and I'm a I big Lance Henriksen fan anyway, so yeah, I think uh, <laughs> you can't go right? wrong. Yeah, <laughs> sci-fi. He's a sci-fi legend. I love those characters. But, uh, real quick, oh sorry, mentioned that um the um when he was talking about the older um, Andrew and Miles and so when I was younger in my head. I convinced myself that he was saying Cyberdyne, and it was a, it was, it was a, yeah. it was an, in, yeah, yeah, it was an, in, it was an in joke right. to, to Terminator. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, did you just make him like, oh, then when I started getting older, I'm like, oh, I made that up myself. But <laughs> <laughs> like, my well, Cameron way. wanted you to think right, that. Right. <laughs> 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 All right, sorry, go on. <laughs> Well, anyways, yeah, I was gonna say if I was gonna pick a character, I'd 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 go with Hudson. I really like him. I like the way he's got this vocal track, and I think it was mentioned earlier, like he's got this way of going on, going on, going on, right till the the shoe drops. Then he's freaked right out, and then he's in this Lambert esque mode for a bunch, and then like you're saying, like you know, eventually he gets this this sense of a rally in him where. He sees leadership. Somebody puts a steady hand on his shoulder, goes, buddy, we can survive this if we point these guns at him and give him hell. And he actually gets his, you know, gets some balls, you know, like decides he's going to try fighting Mm -hmm. back a little bit. He's got a cool arc. Like he's got a really interesting build through the movie where he's you think he's a hopeless wreck. Oh, wow. This guy's just going to be like, you know, just like Lambert was in the other movie. He's not going to come together. He's not going to pull his shit together. He's not going to do anything worthwhile. Turns out he's, you know, he's pretty big deal actually helping cover their escape. Mm. Manages to, I mean, he probably would have been really beneficial, but I mean, Burke slams that door, locks it on them. So, I mean, it kind of cuts short what, you know, he actually was kind of holding the pass kind of like to use traditional, you know, like Mm. tropes. Right. And he did a really good job. You know, he was, you know, it's like the guys in 300, you know, he makes a stand and dies doing it. And, you know, I can't help but respect the character. And I mean, the iconic Bill Paxton. I mean, this guy turns up in so much science fiction, mm-hmm. and he's so damn good he every is. time. I mean, there's a lot of movies I've seen with science fiction edge to them, like even stuff like Apollo 13, which is a ways away from Aliens, but still just mm-hmm. versatile actor, incredible, yeah. and he is the character in the movie I tend to lock in with a lot. Like, I liked Behin's Hicks as a kid, but as I grew up, I started to like, you know, like Paxton as Hudson much more because he's just so much more colorful, in my opinion, you know, where, you know, it's kind of like, you know, Hicks is almost like the man with no name. 
but a marine version mm. you know like he's quiet he's tough yeah. <laughs> he doesn't say a lot right he doesn't need to he just makes his gun do the talking yeah. or whatever but i like where that where hudson he's got more voice he's definitely he's a bit of a coward at the start but obviously you know given a chance he can prove himself you know mm. pats off to paxton i'll never forget hudson he was a great character yeah. There was actually a hive ambush scene in Apollo 13 that got deleted, but uh, a lot of people don't really? know that. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> they actually land on the dark side of the moon for a little bit and, uh, you know, <laughs> investigate their like, shit. So maybe. All that. Maybe the dark side of the moon. Problem. There was an alien <laughs> ripoff called the dark side of the moon now that you mention it. That was a pretty Wait shitty. Wait a minute. So maybe we had it. Maybe it wasn't Hud- Maybe it wasn't Houston we have a problem. Maybe it was Hudson we have <laughs> exactly. a problem. <laughs> holy shit <laughs> right that just blew your mind huh? <laughs> I, think it was like, I, I think it was like Atlantis goes into the Bermuda Triangle on the back side of the moon right. was that movie's exactly. premise yeah. damn it Waylon Utani <laughs> no what you what you just talked about sounds like like the Corman movie I was eyeballing there on, oh, yeah. on, on the internet the other day there yeah <laughs> What was it? Galaxy of Terror. I think they land on the wrong planet, and it's like, you know, ooga booga. (laughs) Piss poor knockoff of Alien. Corman doing what he does best, knocking people off. He gives Cameron a job, then he rips off his Abyss movie. (laughs) Lords of the Deep, same year Abyss comes out. It's like worse than Deep Star 6 and Leviathan put together, though. (laughs) Jesus, this. Corman knows no shame though. Like that's the kind of guy he has exploitation movies, right? You know. Hey, yeah, they yeah, still They still do it nowadays. Asylum does it with those uh what is it? What do they call them? Like mockbusters, right? Mm-hmm. Where it'll be like, you know, Pacific Rim and then Asylum comes out with Atlantic oh, Rim. Yeah. Cheap CG <laughs> robot version. Corman was doing the same thing way before they were, yeah. but I mean, it's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's other parodies out there, but it's not the time and place for that. But anyway, uh, Pittsburgh Mike Kuya, huh? your favorite character, please. <laughs> um, well, you know what? What's funny is, I mean, uh, I don't know. Like I said, my my favorite character is, is Ripley. I mean, my favorite character has always been Ripley. Um, but I would have to say, I'm, I'm going to go off that. I'm going to say probably my second favorite character is probably Hicks. Um, nice. I I got along. I I enjoy Hicks a lot more. Um, I've, I've enjoyed, uh, like Michael Bean, like he's just such a great character. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been in some great stuff. I mean, you know, Kyle Reese in the Terminator and he was in, uh, what was he? Coffee in the abyss. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his Navy seals, That's again. he was just, he was a, a great character and he's just a great actor, but I think his character is so cool because he starts out like he's <laughs> always kind of, he never gets too hyped and he never gets too down. Like he's yep. kind of the yes, he's the is. guy that sort of keeps them all mm-hmm. sort of leveled out. I mean, like some of the best scenes with him is, is where he falls asleep on the on the dropship, <laughs> like when they're coming down. Like he just falls asleep. Somebody wake up, fix. Like yeah, which is is great. And and um, you know, like when he kind of he sort of in the beginning, like you can actually see he's kind of like he comes to Ripley's kind of defense when they're all kind of like, oh, who's this girl? And, you know, and then he's like talking about her, you know, Ripley and who she is. And he doesn't really get he doesn't join in the hype um, that everybody else does. And then the fact that he kind of, you know, becomes he becomes the family man. I mean, he's kind of the the, yeah. the third part of the the family when you, you figure you have, you know, Ripley and you have Newt and then you have him. Mm hmm. And it's just his character is just, but he has this like these subtle little, 
you know, like, uh, you know, when he has the shotgun and they take all the ammo and he brings a shotgun out and he's like, oh, this is just for close encounters. Yeah. Like he just, he's, he's that guy. Like he's the guy that you could see yourself being friends with because he's, you know, he's, he's laid back. He doesn't do anything. He puts himself in the, you know, in the, in the line of fire. He gives Ripley the, the locator for herself, but you know, you can tell he cares about her and doesn't want her getting lost. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, I, I just like his character because I, I just think Hicks is kind of out of all the characters, he might be sort of the every guy's guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just a genuine, a genuine character. And I think that's, I think that's Michael Bean. I think that's his, him as an actor, him coming through. Because if you look at the Terminator, he's the same kind of a character, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like, cause he, he, you know, he comes back and he's got to be level headed and then he gets her and then he does whatever he can to save, you know, Sarah Connor and, He's in the same way, kind of like this, and and you know, of course, he's the guy that you know. When we were kids, and you watched this movie, everybody wanted to be. He was the you know, he was yeah. the front guy that you know you knew was going to make through. And you know, this is a a side note, and then we'll talk about this someday down the road. But like, I I will never forgive the what they did to him in Alien Three. Mm. Like, well, just that'll be next episode. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just I'm doing a little yeah. foreshadowing. I'm letting everybody teaser. Like, yeah. That was everybody gets mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> Him. You know what? When I played when I played Colonial Marines, and I found out that he was alive, I was like, oh, this is gonna be amazing. Uh, it's just it's just such a cool thing. But yeah, he, I would say, like I said, to not say Ripley, who's the the everybody's everybody's choice. I would definitely say Hicks. Mm. All right. Nice. Nice. What if Hicks is really Kyle Reese? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what if he was the guy in Seals too? I mean, it's the same thing, right? I mean, he just kept traveling was, back in time periods. Time yeah, Navy Seals. Eddie, you seen Clerks? Yes. Every time someone says Navy Seals, I think of that scene in Clerks. Every time they go to rent a movie, they pick the most lowest IQ movie. You guys have Navy Seals? <laughs> uh, yeah. That's what I think of Action for the sake movie. of action. <laughs> yeah. He was um, pretty. He, he was actually pretty there, good. Dave? He was pretty good in The Rock too, though. Actually, to just just yeah. throw that in the last minute there. Yeah. Because uh, he was, you know, but he yeah. was pretty good in that. I liked him. It was too bad his team got taken out so early. I was hoping to see more yeah. of him in the movie. Really. Yeah. He was good. Yeah, it was a great scene between him and Ed Harris. You know, yelling yeah, at each other. And, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, just two great intense actors, you know, having that yeah. that uh, too brief of a scene together. But yeah, it was yes. Yeah, Ed Harris is one of the few uh, highlights of the latest season of uh, Westworld. But we'll not discuss that. Yeah, yeah. I've not had enough alcohol for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> for my favorite, I don't know. You guys already said my answers. I don't know. I'll go a little different because I don't think he's a character that's talked enough about. But Burke is a pretty awesome character. Mm. He is another element that is seen in other alien stories and science fiction. You have the corrupt company man, Mm -hmm. which as you gentlemen referred to before, is someone who we can relate to in almost all of our jobs. Mm -hmm. There's always that one guy who seems like an okay guy but he's out there following fucking reports about you but when he's clocked out at home yeah and, riser riser did so yeah. good oh my lord and then um you know you're not sure because while everyone's focused on 
um, a bishop as is he good or he's bad, you kind of forget about Burke. You know, all right, he's just he's there to whatever. And then you go, oh, this motherfucker <laughs> sent them out there. He sent the family out there. <laughs> now this guy's ready to kill them all. <laughs> yeah, just for money. For a little company yeah. bonus. Mm-hmm. Got to have was, more yeah, just pay great. off. He's got a he's got a car or whatever they have in this uh, in this time. Yeah. You know he's got to get he's got to get and go with his bosses. He needs his alien sample. <laughs> Fuck off, y'all. You're dog meat, pal. Yeah. Like, they get mad at him, man. They get mad yeah. at him. <laughs> he plays it so well. He's just like Ripley. I this is crazy, Ripley. You'd be smarter. Yeah. Like, I thought you I, I thought you'd want to make money right? on this. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> come on. I'll give you 20%. Yeah. And, it's, and, it, and it, it introduces a whole, you know, because it's only mentioned in Alien, this gives you a face kind of to the to the company. Mm-hmm. And it always brings up a whole, like you guys said, world building and mythology building. Now you have this, all right, what else is this company doing to get these fucking things? Right. Yeah, because you, you see. Know, and I think it's. And you see the, the you see the board and you see the interstellar yeah. commission. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, you get yeah. to see mm-hmm. this now finally. The organ that was yeah. just a line on the screen mm-hmm. before. Yeah. I think it's a I mean it's it's used as to drive stories in um, the other movies and whatnot, but I think it's a it's, you know, that a whole corporate espionage would also make for a good I don't know about a movie, but you could do like something on uh, you can do a comic on it. You can even do like a five-part miniseries on one of the eight thousand streaming services. <laughs> yeah, so, a novel, so, a novel too. That'd know, be some format. As for I've, it. as I've called it, like um, I'd call it the even movies that seem like it. I call them like Wayland Utani Chronicles. You mm-hmm. know, like freaking uh, Oregon could be Wayland Utani Chronicles. Underwater could, you know, that whole sort mm-hmm. of corporate element. We really what need is, this for uh, ourselves. Go. Was it? go get it (laughs) was it aliens was it aliens day was it two or three years ago um and they released those um the they were just the images and they're all like behind the scenes at Wayland yutani and it showed like all the test tubes with all the aliens in it and then it showed them shooting down the pods with the face huggers in it like how cool would that would be such a cool like if they would actually elaborate and you'd get to see Speaking of, um, good segue to the um, the thing they released with um, someone from uh, the company, uh, you know, going into David's lab, mm-hmm. the little extended yeah. thing. That was awesome because mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the stuff they would do. Let's get more of that, you know. Yeah, that was kind well, of more. Of the, that was in the same vein as that Advent short movie from the yeah. official release. Similar, use the same set pieces cool. and stuff. Yeah, it was pretty Definitely neat. don't need that in the movie. <laughs> I mean, come on. But, um... Yeah, like we don't want to know more about aliens or stuff, you know? Like, isn't that the whole idea? Because <laughs> the... Because with these movies, obviously the, the alien is, a, you know, the, the main antagonist, but it's not just them. It's always showing that, you know, we're just as bad. The, the drive to... Yeah. Um, Spaceballs, a search for more money, you know? That's, a, that's the company. <laughs> They're there to... They want these things to just spin this cosmic horror into money. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's the it, it shows that there's more to worry about than just. So now you have to worry about these fucking creatures that just want to survive and um, reproduce and kill everything. And now you have these humans with their uh, synthetic android sidekicks that want mm-hmm. them. 
Yeah. And now these people are stuck all going, oh, what in the blue shit are we stuck? <laughs> now we're double fucked. Stuck, <laughs> stuck between corporate greed and yeah. savage instinct. <laughs> it's pretty brutal. Oh, there's another that's one. Where, that's one of the best themes that hold up from that movie. The One of the best themes is it's just, I mean, it, it basically come out and showed you. I mean, Alien did to a point too, but Aliens really shows you the whole corporate greed. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll like the, a, the, we'll, the the little we'll man. A, yeah, we'll throw a colony under the bus. We don't care. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't care. Well, what is Ripley's freaking out? What is it like? 188 colonists or something like that? I mean, I don't have my specific number on hand here. Sorry, shoot me if I'm wrong. But I mean, you know what I, I mean? Will. A couple hundred <laughs> people here, you know. You know, but it's just. The fact that they can just just throw dozens of lives away with just without even blinking an eye—it's pretty rough. Like it's a testament to what Burke was willing to do to get this, right? You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it, it it keeps the movie from just being humans versus creature that wants to kill us. It gives, you know, what makes the first two movies so great, and the third as well is it's not just um, as simple as killer creature humans there's a lot more to it there's other there's other threats mm-hmm. i think that's what a lot of these <clears throat> the copycats um and to a point the uh the prequel sometimes forget is there's a lot more enemies from other different directions and i think burke plays plays a big role in that mm-hmm. just like uh Ryan, you mentioned with um bishop another part of the the lore that's it's expanded more in this mm-hmm. yeah well that's like i mean ripley pretty much comes out and says it right away what's the coach she has that i don't know which species is worse you don't see them yeah. fucking each other for a goddamn percentage yep. yeah like it, it, it perfectly you know just said hey listen uh, you know i we're all expendable and then i think that's when she tells him about yeah. the same thing that happened to you know with her group and on the you know it's just it is burke is you the immediate the first time you see Burke in the, in the beginning of that movie, even when it's the dream sequence and he's there in the movie, you know right off the bat this guy's a slime ball. <laughs> like you just you you're just kind of waiting and biding by to see what happens and where he comes out mm-hmm. and and really, you know is is the one that does it. But yeah, absolutely, Dave. I I totally could not agree with you. He is even for a bad guy, he is a pivotal character. Mm-hmm. Well, in the, in the conference room even, she's like, I can see where this is going. And then it cuts yeah. to him and he's just sitting there and he says nothing. <laughs> nothing yeah. can help her at all. And she's recounted to him what happened. He knows. <laughs> and he doesn't care. He just wants the ICC and Van Leeuwen to rubber stamp this so they can get it all wrapped up and then <laughs> yeah. get busy. Get busy. And... <laughs> yeah. Like he's, he wants to get busy talking to the colony administration, send him out there because he knows it's there now. Yeah. And, you know. He probably dug stuff back up in company records, seen, oh, this is a Black Ops project ours. <laughs> oh. oh. Is it, um, is, it in the, is it the regular version or is it the special edition version that when uh, when the two guys from Wayland, like that the extended scene in the beginning, when they're walking through the hallway, do they say that Burke is the one that sent them out? I can't remember. I know they said somebody sent the, their somebody from the company sent somebody out, or did they name yeah. him specifically? No, I don't, no I don't there's no names. names right? It's left nameless. Mm-hmm. It's genius yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah. Some, okay. some some cush some cush haunch in an office. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> just, they don't mention who it is. They just say somebody. Yeah. yeah okay. and, then, I remember. and then like they like they both says, agree it's in. better not 
Yeah, then they're yeah. just like, they're like, you know what? It's just better to don't ask. Yeah, like yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was a special edition, actually. We get an yeah. answer. No one gonna answer. It's don't ask. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just don't mess with the company. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's the next thing, moderator man? <laughs> oh, that was that my that's a lame superhero name. Moderator man. <laughs> it is pretty boring. Uh, moderator man. <laughs> I'm here to moderate your panel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's we could um we'll do one more. It's like a segue segue into um what's one thing from this movie you'd like to see incorporated in future movies or comics done whatever medium you decide hmm. i'd love this i would love for i guess it's not fox anymore 20th century studios to explore the company more you know and explore that that i mean explore the mystery but don't answer too much uh, just kind of, mm-hmm. um, it. I just there's just so much to that that I think could be added to the lore and you know through either like a streaming series or something like that that uh, you know maybe something <laughs> leading up to what happened on Hadley's Hope before Aliens or uh, you know some or what was going on before the you know before even Aliens started you know. Uh, what led them to who's kind of in charge what led them to pick ash to replace the other science mm. officer on the That's nostromo cool. and you know things like that i, I think there's uh, just so much that could be explored with that i know there's i'm a little hesitant because a lot of people probably felt the same way about exploring the backstory of the space jockey and alien but then you get the two prequels, and a lot of people are like, "This is this is garbage." Like we didn't we didn't ask for this, and Ridley gets you know <laughs> he gets uh, ripped on or uh, quite a bit for for that. But I think the exploring the company origins or just you know what's going on, the nefarious schemes going on there, and yes. I think that would be uh, be Ten pretty awesome. Nefarious. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd sign off on that one. I'm, I'm with you there. How about you, uh, Canada Mike? Well, I'd have to say, you know, the white elephant in the room. Like, let's hear more about the Colonial Marines. Like, this is something mm-hmm. that's been explored in so many other mediums except for some kind of televised format. Like Ryan just said, like a streaming series, you know, whatever, you know, a movie. I mean, does it really matter how it happens? But can we just explore this you know, these Marines, again, having an encounter with these aliens, this was a popular thing. Mm-hmm. Is there yeah. any way back to mm-hmm. that? Because, I mean... And do it in a Dark, fresh way. Dark Horse maps it out a lot in comic books. And, I mean, there's enough imagery there where you could go and crib that, like, look at it and analyze it for story concept and, you know, making no, a agree. making sense out of something that's there. I mean, even with the planet itself, LV-426, mm-hmm. you know, the colony exploded... But according to what we know from the information that's around that movie, it's that that ship was behind the Ilium range, so it didn't get nuked. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, it's still there. Are those, aren't yeah. those eggs still there? So can't stuff like you know the company and the Colonial Marines get involved with that ship again? Mm-hmm. 
So why couldn't we see more of the Marines getting mixed up with them? I, I, I do like what Dark Horse did with comics. I wasn't a heavy comics follower, but I did like seeing what Dark Horse did. I'd pick up the odd book they were putting out and whatever Alien series they were doing or Alien series they were doing at the time and check it out. And it was always neat to see. And like I had those magazines out of the UK and those were collections had quite a bit of stories about Colonial Marines in them couple of the comic book collections from the colonial marine series collected and just to see more of it would be neat because i mean you know like you say the unit banter and stuff like people really like that camaraderie of the uscm mm, like yeah. it was, they were neat you know it was it was a cool organization it would really be neat to see more of mm-hmm. them again some somehow please um, yeah. <laughs> i think for me is just some of the I mentioned it briefly before, but bringing some sort of element of the hive back into it. Mm. Yeah. Because it, it gives you the claustrophobia, the terror. Mm. You know, even, you know, if we ever get the third prequel, I mean, you could have a, a hive situation of David's experiments mm-hmm. and him, which I don't know, which was a another missing link from Covenant, but that's for way down, but it's it's the terror and that I think has been missing to a point and that whole high sequence kind of in that short time encapsulated what the franchise is about just with more guns. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a, for some reason, I don't know if they didn't think they could replicate it. Um, they didn't think they do it fresh, but I think it's, it would be nice to see again. Mm-hmm especially on the, the big screen or small screen uh, in a, a miniseries because it's we could it just really shows how the aliens work well for and sure something I always wanted to than, see was uh, the hive world right I mean that's yeah. a big thing in fiction around you know the novels and the comics yeah. I always tried to envision that in my head what does hive world look like because it would be something to see with modern mm-hmm. effects for sure yeah, yeah. wouldn't it there's, be though yeah you know, we, of course, we could argue all day about the the failures are uh, real or imagined with the, the prequels, but there's a lot of stuff to play mm-hmm. with. I mean, yeah. even this, the timeline, you could, there's plenty of stuff you could do after the movie. You could do, you know, like you said, with the, the company, there's, there's tons of um, story stuff left right. and you don't have to copy beat for beat alien and aliens but there's plenty of core ideas you could take from it and do something new right. with it yeah and i think yeah. there's enough unused stuff from alien for whatever reason that could definitely be um be played yeah. with no matter the small medium big the uh the format mm-hmm. absolutely but i think we've uh yammered on enough about <laughs> aliens i kind of figured this would be one of our longer episodes <laughs> <laughs> of course i try to keep them under an hour but this is aliens after mm-hmm. all so there's a lot lots to talk about hell we talked about an hour and a half we still could probably fucking, there's probably still an hour of shit we missed <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah we could talk about it all day <laughs> <laughs> you guys get any uh closing words sentences quips criticisms complaints i don't know just uh personal two cents like the 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 special edition for me it's the definitive version Mm. of the film i gotta say i'd say you know as a as a footnote to everything yeah that's 
pretty much my big addition mm-hmm. to it. I mean, when I watch it, I typically queue up that version. I will watch the theatrical on TV when it's on because it is a well-paced movie. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with it as it is. It, it's basically just adding more bells and whistles to something that's already darned amazing. Right. So, I mean, oh. can't complain about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I uh, – hold on, I got to – mute myself for a second trains oh actually no that wasn't too bad <laughs> i live right next to a train so this thing like just blares yeah. like blasts sometimes yeah. so that might not go open but <laughs> so i i mean we could go totally on and on about this too but my yeah. my thing is i love the cameron introducing the queen to the series in yeah. aliens yeah we brilliant and uh <laughs> And again, it's a lot of debate on it. A lot of people think don't, you know, well, it's new, new to me, but I guess there's some people that really didn't like that fact and uh, that Cameron introduced the queen and think it takes away the mystery. I think it's, I think it's, I thought it was phenomenal. Just, uh, I think it adds more to the lore and it just. Geiger signed off on yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, uh, I yeah I, yeah I think I think people kind of overestimate Big Chap in the first movie a little bit. They don't think it's a bug. They think it's this very highly intelligent killing machine, and in 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 many ways it is. But I think people forget that Ash was helping it the whole time, really, mm-hmm. and helping guide it. Um, again, they didn't really have very good weapons on that ship. It probably would have ended up killing everyone anyway. But Ash was helping it, and yeah. So, good point. So you get in aliens, you get uh, it seems like they're just bugs, but they're still intelligent. But they have this central authority <clears throat> figure that's kind of guiding them. She's like a, you know, yeah, she's yeah. like a general, right. you know, like she's yeah. a general but leading troops. I love it. It's a mm-hmm. war. It yeah. is. It's war. Like the tagline. Mm-hmm. I love that. And, and and she she is smart too. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, they're not dumb bugs. I mean, they kill almost all the Marines. They cut the power. Yeah. They ambush. Yeah, them what do you mean? They cut the in the hive. <laughs> um, it's yeah. They're not these brainless. Right. Yeah. Again, we could all go yeah. on and on about that, but I just yeah, wanted to first <laughs> sure. at the end, you know, just to... <laughs> uh, yeah. They're a ferocious army. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Black horde will eat yeah, you for breakfast. <laughs> well said course we have to uh end it with plugs oh yes um you know check out the the facebook page uh xenomorphing um the uh website xenomorphing.com um the underutilized twitter account at xenomorphing 426 and uh, be on the lookout probably within the next 48 hours or so 72 hours we're going to launch the facebook group page which should be a good sign um, Worlds of Tomorrow will be promoting that, I guarantee you. Xenomorphing right. <laughs> FB is going to be a thing. Let's see that happen. Yeah, good, good. I like it. Keep alien fandom lit like a Christmas tree. But um, that's really much it. Thanks for uh, tuning in and hope you continue to do so. Take care, right. everyone. Stay safe. Thanks, everybody. Cool. Thanks, everybody. Bye. <laughs>